Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of Making Love with the Muse. I am so excited that you're here. This podcast is all about creativity. It's about self-expression. It's about inspiration and most importantly, it is about doing what we love. Sit back, relax and tune in. Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of Making Love with the Muse. I'm your host Jay and I'm excited to be here. It's been a really intense morning to be completely honest Um, but one of the things that is making it contributing to the energetic charge I feel is this inspiration and desire to record this podcast and really just show up and be who I am. There's um, a mantra or mantra if you're Aussie that's been sticking with me and and coming up the last couple of days for me. And it is be who you are and do what you were created to do. And it's just like, it applies to every situation. And for me, I mean, I'm applying it to a few particular situations that have been coming up for me recently. So be who you are and do what you were created to do. Let's all take a deep breath together before we keep going. Okay, now I'm ready. Let's go. So what I'm really excited to speak about today is this idea of having a healthy, activated, integrated animus. And if you haven't heard the word animus before, it's basically just a fancy word for intuition in a masculine. And the part of us that is, and I'm speaking specifically to women here, the part of us that is more on the yang side. So I've heard about this spoken in so many different ways before. I've been in and out of the personal, now I've just been in, I've been in the personal development world, like for the last, at least the last decade, probably before that, if you count like many workshops and books that I read when I was growing up from my parents' bookshelf. But one of the things that seems to be kind of prevalent and has come through a lot for me in my awareness is this idea that human beings have obviously both masculine and feminine qualities, and we have both a yin, yin and a yang aspect to our being. So when we're talking about women and people who identify as women, we're talking about we have this part of us that is still inherently masculine, right? It is the part of us that is, and I'm going to get into my specific journey with this part of myself. And um, hopefully that'll help you create a deeper understanding of the importance of this aspect of your being and cultivate a healthy and really honoring, honorable and respectful full of honor and respectful relationship with this aspect of yourself as well. Because for me, for a long time, I, um, I was really scared of this masculine part of my being. I feel like growing up, I didn't have a lot of really healthy male role models. And so to me, I associated being masculine with being like either really passive and kind of being, you know, allowing people to walk all over you kind of this stunted sense of power, this, like, I have all of this, like, you know, incredible power in me, but I'm unable to do anything with it. Impotence is a great word for it. Like this sense of like really impotent power, like just latent ability, unused potential. Like that's what I associated with the masculine. The other thing that I saw in the world, and obviously this is part of the, like the cultural 
like the collective unconscious. And that is the over-aggressive, the predator, the unhealthy expression of forceful energy, the, yeah, the masculine that's got this kind of like doesn't have, and obviously I think that they're kind of opposite ends of the one shadow spectrum or archetype where it's like when you don't have healthy outlets for your masculine energy, then you really do become aggressive and they come out in these like really unhealthy ways that come across as predatory and come across as being aggressive, like unnecessarily aggressive. And this is like, you know, these are my kind of, this is what I was bouncing between. It was kind of like rock and a hard place kind of thing. I didn't really have a healthy relationship with my inner masculine. As I got into my early twenties, I feel like I really, I created this relationship with both of these aspects of myself. And I started doing a lot of work to integrate both a healthy feminine. So I was doing things just because I wanted to do them rather than like hustling and everything was about like, you know, hustle this and hustle that and get shit done. I started to just do things because I love doing them and creating this, like this slowness and this depth and this presence that was really beautiful. And then that was with my feminine. And then with my masculine, it became kind of, okay, how can I have my own back? How can I support myself in a way that's really like, how can I love myself in a way that is really supportive? How can I be this friend and this brother to myself? And, and also like this really healthy lover to myself as well. And one of the things it's really interesting. So how can I support myself in being what I'm here to be in the world? And this is something that I have sought for outside of myself for a really long time. So if we think about like my nature, my true nature, my organic, like real nature is inherently very feminine. Like I'm very relaxed in the sense of I'm creative, like I'm inherently creative. And when I say creative, what I mean by that is like, I am, I can go in a million different directions. I can kind of dream up these incredibly wild, unbelievable um, ideas and concepts. And what's happening in my being a lot of the time (laughs) is this like world, this thunderstorm of creative potential that's kind of happening all through me and in my field, whether it's like thought patterns that I'm following questions that I'm asking things that I'm thinking about ideas, puzzle pieces that I'm putting together. The thing with this though, is if I don't have a healthy, animus, a healthy inner masculine, an integrated aspect of myself that is like constant and unchanging and stable and also like firm, like quite stern when I need it to be. Those ideas never become form. Those ideas stay in the realm of, and a perfect example is this podcast, right? Like this idea came to me this morning and it's obviously been swirling around without my conscious awareness for a really long time, but it came into my awareness this morning without a healthy masculine to literally hit record on this podcast episode to help me to push through those. um, It's not, it doesn't even feel like pushing anymore. It just feels like a really 
step it feels like stepping it feels like okay so um we've got this idea now we're taking the step literally to hit record on this episode and literally communicate this and put this out into the world like that's the that's the dance and the combination of the feminine creativity that is like coming up with this idea pulling all of these things out of the ether 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 (laughs) pulling out these things all of these things out of the ether and drawing from my past experiences so i'm literally like pulling into like pulling from experiences in my psyche pulling from things that i've been through and bringing them all together in this like symphony i was going to say cacophony but i feel like it's a little bit more like synthesized than that this symphony of truth like it's a symphony of truth um but without that like healthy inner masculine then this would have just stayed an idea and i feel like that's where I mean, that to me is a tragedy. Like that is so, like that would suck. Like that would suck if I just, it would suck for me and it would suck for the world because not only would I be like stilted and I guess like, yeah, I guess repeating that pattern that I saw in the world of this like impotent masculine with all these incredible ideas and this value induced to offer the world, but then like absolutely no structure or like mm, to actually deliver it to humanity, then it would also like, you know, it would leave me feeling like, you know, stilted and there would be no kind of flow in, in my ability to bring forth what is within me. And that flow, I mean, I need that flow. Like that flow is so important to just like me having and being a healthy human being. Like that flow is just so, so unbelievably important. Um, just for me, just <laughs> for my health <laughs> and my general overall health and well-being when i'm talking about i can't talk about like you know a a healthy integrated animus without talking about the ways that i've also i guess like diverted myself and had these like really distorted perceptions of integrating masculine and feminine as well because there was a time and I went through this uh, this was a couple of years ago now but still very recently like in the last two or three years where I was following the guidance or the teachings I was very immersed in the teachings of this particular couple and these two particular people the woman um, of this couple in particular and the teachings were that women didn't actually have an inner masculine and we are just you know we're purely feminine beings and anything that we try and do that's masculine is basically like appropriating for men and in order to you know create soulmate love in your life you need to basically give up this idea that this is my interpretation of her teachings as well i'm not gonna you know you know you get to make up your own mind about people's teachings but for me my interpretation was i needed to disown every aspect of like that i considered masculine and then allow a man to be that for me basically like i think create a vacuum was the logic and then you know a man would come in and fill that for me and look i mean feeling it in my body now i'm like oh like i can feel this kind of uh, dis-ease like this uneasiness in my stomach around it because knowing what i know now and seeing the pattern of like i mean i literally i took that and i ran with it and i started to believe the lie that there was something that I needed outside of me and something that I couldn't source and fulfill from within myself. And so this pattern that I created, and this has like happened really recently, like literally within the last couple of months, I've noticed this is that, and this is really common in the collective, this plays into the 
I mean, the collective unconscious about what it means to be a woman and draws from the hundreds of thousands of years of human experience and specifically female and women's experiences with safety and feeling like we need men and proximity to men so closeness with men in order to feel safe in the world and this is what i was creating like this is the pattern that i was experiencing in my life i could feel myself stepping into this like new level of like truth and authenticity and like you know there's some shit that i want to say there are some things that i want to say in the world and rather than kind of sourcing that safety from within myself and being like no i can do this i have my own back i've got this i unconsciously went looking for a partner to do that for me. And I had these relationships and I had these kind of interactions and encounters with men that, I mean, they were, you know, they were fun on the, at the outset. And there was some really cool, like, um, I mean, initial, I was like enamored with these experiences infatuation. Like I was infatuated. Um, but the crux of it was ultimately they didn't lead to anything. And ultimately they weren't fruitful and like deeply fulfilling because I was looking to these men to do something that actually have the power and I have the desire to do for myself. And that is to create the safety and security that I need to speak what I want to speak, to be who I am, to share what I want to share without feeling like I need to, knowing that I have the capacity to back myself in what I'm saying. And when I'm talking about backing myself, what do I mean by that? I mean, just like literally being able to stand in the truth of what I'm saying, stand in the I mean, stand in like, stand in the, the fire, I guess, that I'm creating and, and what I'm saying and know that I'm safe here and know that it's okay for me to be here and know that if anyone were to kind of come at me for what I'm saying, or if I were to, you know, there was resistance to be created and feedback and kickback that wasn't, you know, hundred percent like welcoming and awesome, that I would be able to navigate that that I would be able to handle that and deal with it. Now that I'm saying it, it's like, well, I actually don't even know what's gonna happen on the other side of me sharing the stuff that I wanna share. I mean, overwhelmingly the feedback from what I've shared in the world thus far has been really positive. And this is like the cool thing about these episodes, you guys get to hear my um, my train of thought as I traverse like these these aspects of my psyche. It's like, no matter what happens, I'll be okay. No matter what happens, I'll be able to find a way to move through it. No matter what happens, I'll be able to (laughs) stay with myself and not self-abandon, not leave myself in favor of, you know, what someone else thinks. Because I think this is the pattern that you know, I've experienced in the past. It's like you have something to say and you feel so secure in it and so like, you know, excited about it and and impassioned. And all of a sudden someone comes along and they disagree with you or they kind of want to, it's not even a disagreement. It's like, they just want to shut it down. And rather than standing with yourself and being like, okay, actually, and this isn't like, I don't mean taking a stance as in like, I'm always right. And, you know, I'm not available for anyone to disagree with me because that's just like, I mean, that's not effective either. It's literally just doing like 
I think it's doing the same thing um, as hiding and like not sharing is like standing in that and just being so like un immovable in that sense. There is this like balance between standing for what it is that you believe and just like, and also knowing that even if people disagree with what you're saying, and even if there are nuances and even if there are things that you learn, because that's the whole fucking point is that you learn by sharing and then receiving feedback from it. that you're still going to feel whole and you still are connected. You will still be connected to your wholeness when the dust settles and all of this is kind of blown over. And I mean, ideally (laughs) at each point throughout the journey and throughout the experience. And in order to do that, we do, we need a healthy, connection a healthy relationship with this aspect of ourselves this part of ourselves the masculine there's two examples that i want to share the first one is a man came onto my instagram the other day and he wrote a comment and i mean it doesn't really matter what the comment was what matters was it wasn't What matters was initially I had this response, this response to this comment that felt super edgy for me because it was so fierce. It was so fierce. It was so true. It was so honest. It was so direct that it felt really, yeah, it felt really edgy for me. It felt like, oh my gosh, like, can I actually, I mean, is it okay for me to say that? And in the past, I think I wouldn't have even been aware of a response. I think I would have just like kind of seen it and maybe collapsed into some sort of like despair, overwhelm. I kind of, you know, don't really know what to do here. So I'm not really going to do anything. Whereas now the more that I'm integrating this animus, the more that I'm, re- I'm realizing it's always there. It's just my capacity and my ability to rely on it, to relax into it and to really like lean on it and allow it to come through. So my response was a perfect example of this. It was like the response was there. What was standing in the way was my own resistance to allowing that response to come through and then being able to kind of like trust in the integrity of the response as well. So it took me a couple of days. I think it took me two days from when I first got this message and kind of felt the inkling of like, there's a real response here that I want to actually like speak to this. And then actually being able to like respond, right? Which is great. Like, which is for me, that's a real, that's progress. Like that's, that's, that's growth. I was able to do, respond to the comment and the situation dissolved. Like literally the, this is the beautiful thing about truth. It neutralizes the charge for both. I mean, I don't know what happened for the guy who left the comment on my post, but for me, it like neutralized immediately this charge that I was feeling and it brought everything back to a state of like equilibrium. So it was like, okay, this thing has happened. Awesome. Here's the nutri- here's the, like the, um, the medicine, the, the silver bullet, the, no, nah, not the silver bullet, the, the remedy, like here's the remedy and now it's gone. 
it's return to wholeness, a return to oneness, a return to the state of like homeostasis, if you will. The other example that I had Another example is just some really basic, like in my day-to-day -day life, there's this sense when I actually first started connecting with this part of myself, I would sit in meditation and I would feel into the both sides of my body. The left side of my body always felt really um, full of substance and I could feel like I felt embodied in the left side of my body. The right side of my body would feel hollow. I would feel this sense of like, and this is getting into the real subtleties. Like it wasn't really obvious and it's not kind of obvious as I move through my, the day to day, like, you know, move through my life and the, the day to day. But there was this sense of like it being empty. Right. And I feel like that's where I had emptied myself out by looking to other people. I mean, this is a maybe, this is like, I'm not sure of this, but it could be that I'd emptied myself out looking for other people to be my inner masculine to like, you know, have my back and to support me in this way. What I've noticed is that as I've allowed myself to lean on this aspect of myself and really express this aspect of myself more completely and fully and more freely in my life, it's literally like the right side of my body. I kind of just like draw my attention there and then allow it to move, if that makes sense. So it's like, this morning I was doing a workout. Perfect example. I was doing a workout this morning. I kind of woke up in a little bit of a state. I could feel this creative energy, but I knew that, yeah, exactly this. I needed to rely on that masculine to kind of push me over the line to get me to actually bring forth what I was feeling bubbling within me. So I was doing a workout this morning and it was kind of like there was this like airy fairy, like floaty, like picking up weights, moving them around until... I made this conscious choice. I was like, oh, I can call on my masculine here. I literally like shifted the balance of power and focus and intention to the right side of my body. And all of a sudden I just knew what to do. It was like, I was picking up weights. I was doing these things. I was doing these movements. I was having these like experiences with my body that felt right. Like they felt true. They felt really aligned and exacting. And lo and behold, ideas started flowing more coherently, concisely, things started coming through. It was like, oh, I can pull that from here. This is where this podcast originated from. It was like, I can, you know, this is a great idea. I can talk about this, right? It's like these two interplaying aspects of ourselves that are working together to create and bring forth something into existence. And it, it feeds in really beautifully into the whole, you know, the concept and the title of this podcast, Making Love. It's like, making love. Yes, absolutely. We do it with ourselves and we do it. I feel like I'm just going to get like, you know, there's so many things that I could say here around like what happens when we make love and two people coming together, bottom line, masculine and feminine polarities, dancing together, coming together to make love, to create, to bring something that didn't exist in this physical realm that now exists, bringing it forth into existence. That was a lot. That was a hell of a lot. Um, I think I'm going to leave that there for now.
It feels really, yeah, it feels really true. It feels really complete. It feels really good. <sighs> if you need to rely more on your masculine, I feel you. I definitely feel you. It's challenging. <laughs> if you've got these kind of just unpack, like examine, if you've got these kind of distorted perceptions of what it means to be a man or what it means to, you know, be masculine as a woman, bring those to the fore. Like I said, are they ultimately true? Are they really true? Probably not. Awesome. All right. I'm going to hand it over to, again, same thing, recording this podcast. Like there's elements where I'm like, okay, just hand it over to the masculine. Help me organize this. Help me bring this into form in a way that's like clear and precise and honest and integrity and really communicates effectively this incredible whatever's going on inside of me. All right. Have a beautiful day, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. And um, if this resonated, get in touch. I'll see you in my next episode. If you loved this episode, and I'm sure that you did, you can come and find me on socials. I am at Jay Schaefer on Instagram, TikTok, and facebook you can also connect with any of the guests that i've spoken to today via the links in the description keep creating keeping you for no other reason than you can <laughs> i'll see you in my next episode and thanks for joining us on making love with the muse